0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night service. I know that you guys have had a good time of fellowship already. And tonight, we're just going to go ahead and get right into the Word of God as Pastor Tom is out of town enjoying some vacation. And we just want to thank God for all of you that have come tonight. I believe the Lord has given me a a great word for you this evening. What I want to talk to you about is encouraging one another. We just got done a couple of weeks ago with our small groups. Oh, those were so good, weren't they? We had really good participation, and I know that there was a lot of encouragement, there was a lot of fellowship and connection in the house during that time. So I want to encourage you to continue by encouraging one another. Some scriptures we're going to look at First of all, we're going to look at Hebrews, the third chapter, uh, from the uh, verse 12, where it says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sins, we, for we have come to share Christ. I like the NIV translation. It says basically the same thing, But encourage one another daily. As long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And so I believe that there is a, a ministry that is in us and on all of us. It's the ministry of encouragement, or we could say it this way, the ministry of exhortation. You know, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, in verse 23, right on verse 25, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit is of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day of the Lord drawing near. You know, one thing I know for sure that um, church days really affect all of our days. And there is great value in coming together corporately. It's not really uh, the same as being there to watch online. Thank God for the ability to watch online, and we have several people that do. So we value that and honor that. But I tell you what, there is something about the anointing when we all come together together in one accord and lift up our voice, lift up our hands, open our Bibles and just are encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Now I like the Passion Translation. This is really good. It says, So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us knowing that God always keeps his promises aren't you glad he does everybody in the house say thank God he keeps his word and you know all the promises of God they are yes and amen and he watches over his word to perform it in our lives it goes on to say discover creative ways to encourage others And to motivate them toward acts of compassion. That's a powerful statement right there. Acts of compassion. Doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently eager. Now listen to this. Eager to encourage And urge each other onward as we anticipate the the day dawning. Wow. Man, you know, we need the camaraderie. We need to be together. As I said, church days affect all of our days. Now, I've discovered this, and I know that you have as well. But I just want to remind you this evening, a major key to being an encourager... Is first and foremost to encourage yourself in the Lord. You might remember we just did a, a series called How to Get Through What You're Going Through, and we looked how that David had to encourage himself in the lord when there was devastation all around him in the city of Ziklag, when the city was burned with fire and all of their wives and all of their children uh, were taken captive what david did is he encouraged himself in the lord and we can do the same thing one way to do it obviously is to pray but you beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith By praying in the Spirit of God. You know, another thing that really encourages me is just, you know, I have a playlist on my phone, a playlist on my iPad... It's songs that really have, worship songs that really have the unction and the anointing in them. I was listening to them on the way in this evening. And I'm telling you what, the car just filled up with the presence of God. And I was encouraging myself in the Lord. Well, the original Greek word rendered encouragement. And I think I can pronounce this properly. Paraklesis. Paraklesis. And what this means is consolation. It also means comfort, exhortation, and entreaty. In its basic meaning, encouragement is really the act of giving hope or promise to others. Man, do we need hope? Do we need our, our our tanks filled with hope? You know, and I think it's Romans fifteen thirteen says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy in faith and believing as you abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God will and has really enabled us to help other people through our words, through the strength of the Lord that he's given us. Even think about this through our resources and through our connections. George Adam made a very, very powerful statement. It's a short one. It says this, encouragement is oxygen to the soul. Wow. Encouragement is oxygen to the soul. F.B. Meyer said this. He said, if I had my life to live over, I would spend more time encouraging others wow think about that what if that was our mindset what if that was one of our goals if you will on our vision list to be an encourager a blesser and a lifter of people oh thank you lord another person said william barclay said this one of the highest of human duties is the duty of encouragement it's easy to discourage others the world is full of discouragers, but we have a Christian duty to encourage one another. So let us never discourage people let us never break down or cut off or neutralize or cause other people's heart to melt let us not hinder them through our words let us not frustrate our brothers and our sisters in christ let us live by the law of love and let the love of god and the compassion of the lord flow through us to others and i also want to encourage you talking about encouragement Don't go to places that will discourage you. Now, that could mean a church, or that even could mean a group of people who all they do about life, about, you know, what's going on here and going on there, all they do is moan and groan and complain and talk about how bad things are. Well, I know things aren't great, but in Christ, hallelujah, we believe in the goodness of God to show up in the landscape of our lives because God is good. We see this in Numbers 32 in verse 7, right on through verse 12. Um, he says this, Why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going over into the land that the Lord has given you? goes on to say, Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh and Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eschol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land, really, that the Lord had already given them. And then verse 10 says, And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day. And he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward, shall see the land that I swore to give to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. Now why? Because they have not wholly followed me. So when we are bringing discouragement into someone's life plan or speaking wrong words over someone's goals or vision, something that they have in their heart, something that they they know the Lord has given them, and then they're a process of possessing it, when we do that, we're not really following the Lord. We're not really walking in the Spirit. So what do you say, we as a congregation, come up several notches, Follow God with all of our heart and be an encouragement to the people that are around us. And so give people a good word. This will help them. This will not frustrate them. Like we said earlier, it shall be like oxygen to their heart soul. You know, we could do a study on the book of Job. Of course, Job faced some very difficult times and very, very trying times. What Job needed is some friends that would bring comfort, some friends that would speak a life word into his life. But instead, Job's comforters came along and they didn't exhort him. They didn't encourage him. You know, they thought they may have come to comfort them. But really, they ended up discouraging him. So we need to be very mindful, you know, of our, of our friends, of those that we allow into the inner circle of our lives. Certainly, our friends can speak a word to us. Certainly, our friends can encourage us. And so I wanna, I wanna just remind you that. Here's another quote I really love. One of the highest of human duties is the duty of encouragement. It's easy to pour cold water on people's enthusiasm. It's easy to discourage others. The world is full of discouragers, but we have a Christian duty to encourage one another. Many a time a word of praise, think about this, many times a word of praise, word of praise or thanks or appreciation, hallelujah, cheers up a man And keeps him on his feet. Amen. What do you say we keep one another on our feet by being an encourager? Amen. Now, one of the greatest examples of encouragement... Is Barnabas. Actually, Barnabas' Barnabas's name means the son of consolation, the son of encouragement, the son, praise God, of comfort. Barnabas was a great encourager to the body of Christ. Now I want to have you look, if you would, at Acts, the fourth chapter, and we're going to look at verses 33. Uh, through verse 37 now notice with me this is right after Acts chapter 3 when the man at the gate beautiful was healed from being lame at his mother's birth wow you know he was asking alms and Peter and John were about to go into the temple and Peter looked at him and he said well look at silver and gold I don't have any but such as I have Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what happened? That man went walking and leaping and praising God. And many people were blessed. But now the religious of people of that day absolutely were upset. Because the name of Jesus was mentioned. And they took them into custody. They warned them not to teach or preach anymore at all in that name. Of course, <laughs> you know what happened. They continued to go ahead and do the will of God. And then they, they let them go. And uh, in verse 33, it picks it up in Acts 4. And with great power the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. And it goes on to say, there was a needy person among them for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph... ...who was also called by the Apostle Barnabas, which again means the son of encouragement, a Levite, a man of Cyprus, he sold a field. In other words, he sold some of his property that belonged to him, and he brought the money and laid it at the Apostle's feet. So, we see in this instance, Barnabas, the son of encouragement, sold a piece of land... And on that day, he encouraged the whole body there. He encouraged the apostles. He encouraged the saints on that day by his giving. And so, giving is one way that we can bring encouragement to one another. You know, Jesus said, Give, and what will happen? Well, you know, and it shall be given unto you. How? Good measure? Press down. Shaken together and how everybody go like this running over shall men give to your bosom so we see that Barnabas he was kingdom minded he wanted to be a blessing he wanted to encourage those that had no uh, perhaps money or or land or substance he encouraged them by his giving he did more than just make a token contribution to the early church no He sold real estate and gave his very best. How many of you know that giving can be extremely encouraging? Amen. Bringing your tithes, bring your offerings to the Lord, bringing your substance, giving your 10% unto the Lord. You know, it encourages the whole church, it encourages all of us here at Heart of the Bay. And so, one of the ways that we go ahead and bring encouragement and consolation to our community... Upcoming on July 29th, we're going to have an outstanding outreach here at Heart of the Bay. It's our backpack outreach. It's going to be really a rich time. So I want to encourage all of you encouragers out there to come and be a part of the backpack outreach. There's going to be opportunity to sow. There's going to be opportunity to serve. Amen. Serving by giving to our community. Amen. So we see that giving is one way that we can encourage. Then in Acts chapter 11, picking up in verse 21, it says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. You know, a ministry can't p- turn people to the Lord unless the hand of the Lord is with them. And in verse 22, it says, The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. And notice who they sent to minister to them. And they sent Barnabas to Antioch. They sent the son of encouragement to Antioch. Verse 23 says, When he he came and saw the grace of God, what happened? He was glad. He was glad. And so Barnabas, being a giving person, he saw the blessings of God on these people, and he got happy when others got blessed. Never, ever cut your blessing by being envious of another person's blessing. The Bible says that we are to do what? That we to rejoice with those who rejoice. Again, in verse 23... When he came, he saw the grace of God and was glad. And he exhorted them, or he encouraged them, all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Verse 24. What kind of a man was he? He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and he was full of faith. That's a powerful combination right there. Full of faith... Full of the word, full of the power of God. And so we see he was a good man, verse 24, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. And then in verse 25 it says, So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many People And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Man, let me give you just a a little backdrop, if you would, about Antioch. Antioch was considered by many the third greatest city in the empire behind Rome and behind Alexandria. The city of Antioch was known for its sophistication and its culture. But it was also known for its immorality. So we see then, right in Antioch, there was a move of God. And many people turned to the Lord. It kind of sounds to me like perhaps it was the Las Vegas or the San Francisco of that day well folks if God can do it in Antioch in a setting like that he can do it right here in the east bay he can do it all over the bay area and he can do it in the golden state so once again Antioch was known for its sophistication and its culture but also for its immorality so they sent Barnabas to them so Barnabas The son of consolation, he went there to meet the challenge. Now understand this, the Gentiles were new in so many ways. They were unlike Jewish Christians. They didn't have any background of religion. And so they needed a lot of instruction. But the other thing that they needed, they needed a lot of encouragement. Now, we're here in this church tonight... And we have people from all walks of life, from different generations, and different experiences happening in their lives. And what we should do in Christ Jesus is we should look for those people and bring our word of encouragement to them. Put your arm around them. Let you, let them know that even though they're going through a difficult time, you're for them and that God is for them and that you are praying for them. Oh, my friends, that brings such encouragement to the soul of man. I remember back in the 70s, when I got, first got saved, many of you know my testimony. I was in a treatment center. I gave my heart to Jesus. A couple of weeks later, I got filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost and power amen and then i was able to get out of the treatment center and in the little town that i lived i found a group of men i found a little church where i would go and have bible study and have breakfast with them they'd put their arm around me they would encourage me they would say good on you god's done a good work and he's got great things for you and so that was like oxygen to my soul i was just taking it in so wonderfully God used those men and that men's group and that full gospel businessmen fellowship international Bible study on Saturday morning at Calvin Plumley's home. They had good food there and I didn't have a lot to eat. So I was there. But also I not only got the word, but I got some good encouragement. So Barnabas was sent there to bring encouragement. Barnabas was the man for the job. What did Barnabas do when he got there? He rejoiced. He was happy. Now, not everyone, if you study the Bible, if you look at the book of Acts in depth, not everyone rejoiced at the inclusion of the Gentiles. They were so different. You know, in the eyes and in the mind of people, they were unclean. They were just a bunch of uh, pagans and so on. But what did Barnabas do? he rejoiced. we need to rejoice at the work of God that he's doing in people's lives yeah but somebody said they're still doing this and they're still doing that but you know what the love of God and the presence of God can work in them and their salvation can be even more real to them down the road than it is today amen so Barnabas encouraged them with a resolute heart to remain true to the Lord stay faithful and so the result obviously was a considerable amount of people were brought to the Lord and certainly Gentiles were included in that I believe this that Antioch was the first multicultural church Antioch would become the launch pad for the Gentile mission and who was a major player? Barnabas was a major player in that. Do you want to be a major player in the mission of the church? Do you want to be a person that says, Yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm available to bring encouragement, to bring comfort, and to bring consolation to the people around me. So, let us ask ourselves the question tonight. How then can we encourage Let's bring it down to practical ways that we can do that. Well, number one, we can encourage others by praying for them. And of course, you know, one of the golden scriptures that we pray much around here is the prayers that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 1, right on down through verse, uh, I believe it's 17 through 23, and then Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Paul prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light so that they could know what is the hope of their calling. You know, there's a lot of people fluctuating, wondering uh, what their calling is. Well, we can pray that people would come to an understanding of the hope of their calling. Praise God. And he went on to pray about that they may know about this glorious inheritance that's in Christ and that they may understand, praise God, the immeasurable, unlimited, far surpassing power that raised Christ from the dead is available to them if they'll just plug into it by faith. Oh, glory to God. These prayers are so very powerful. This name, and above every name. When we pray in his name and we pray these prayers for others, oh, it's gonna bring encouragement. And then of course over in Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 21, Paul, apostle Paul probably on bended knee said for this cause I bow my knees unto the father of my Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you glory to God unto the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man and part of that prayer always also is that they would be filled with the fullness of God that they would have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Oh, praise God. When people's eyes are enlightened and their hearts are strengthened and they're filled with the fullness of God, that brings tremendous, tremendous encouragement to them. Amen and so we pray for one another now another way that we can do that is just be there for people you know there's a lot of there's a lot of tests there's there's just a lot of stuff uh that people go through and 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 sometimes you know they don't necessarily need you laying hands on them praying in tongues over them of course there's times and there's a place and there's a leadership of the spirit for that but sometimes our brothers and our sisters in Christ, they just need to have someone there. Amen? Just someone to be a friend, someone to listen to them, someone to talk to them. And that's very true, of course, when people have loved ones that go on to be with Jesus. And, you know, their, their journey here on earth is is over with. And now they're in heaven. And they're part of that grandstand in glory. And yet the family members, the husband, the wife, the child, the son, the daughter, they feel that loss. And I I think one of the greatest things we can do is just be there for them. Bring them a meal. Just let them know that you're for them and that you're available to them and surround them. You know, there's a lot of people in that particular case that are really, really lonely. And, of course, once the memorial service is done and once the repast meal is over and a couple weeks are gone, it's kind of like, it seems like some of those people are forgotten. Let's not allow that to happen in our church. Let's be there for people. Let us be a blessing unto them. Can you say amen and amen? I want to read something else in Acts chapter 28. Everybody doing okay? All right. In verse 11, it says, After three months, we set sail in a ship that wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria, with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. And from there, we made a circuit and arrived at Regulum. And after one day, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we went to Patoli. In verse 14, There we found brothers... And we're invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome and the brothers there when they heard about us came as far as the forum of Appius which was quite a ways away and the three taverns to meet us on seeing them Paul thanked God and what did he do he took courage. So we know Paul had a destiny to go to Rome. He had a very, very difficult time on the road to Rome. There was shipwreck. He was bitten by a snake. There was a storm here and a storm there. But when he got to Rome, oh, thank God, his brothers were there. And they invited him in. And then people came from a faraway way. And when Paul saw them, he thanked God. And he took courage. The Amplified says this. He received new courage. See, discouragement will take the courage out of you. It'll knock the wind out of you. But oh, thank God, encouragement will put new breath and new wind in you. And that's exactly what was happening to the Apostle Paul and that's why these small groups that we just had are so important just to be with one another to have a little dessert together to drink a little coffee or a little water whatever the case may be and just come together and love one another and be a blessing amen and then in first Thessalonians the third chapter and verse two and they said Timotheus or Timothy our brother and minister a minister of God and our fellow labor in the gospel of Christ. Now notice why he was sent. He was sent to establish them and to comfort them concerning their faith. So they sent Timothy to encourage this wonderful group of people. Praise God. And so we all have this glorious ministry of encouragement that's one of my prayers and I know it's one of Pastor Tom's prayers and our pastoral staff that we would just be a blessing to the congregation that when we minister words of life that's exactly what will come into the hearts and the minds of people people won't come to church and feel beat up, they'll come to church and feel built up, amen and so we just are honored to be able to do that but all of us have uh, this ministry. Now, I want to read from Second Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 through 7. It says, When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. There was another difficult time there. They had no rest in their soul. Probably no rest in their body. You know, if you can't rest on the inside in your spirit, it's very difficult to rest on the outside. So it says, When we arrived in Macedonia... There was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction. Another way I could say this is hell broke loose on them. With battles on the outside and then fears on the inside. But God, but God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Here's another encourager Titus. His presence, now listen to this, was a joy. It was a joy. But so was the news he brought of the encouragement that he received from you. Outside there was conflict from every direction, inside there was fear. But here it is God sent Titus, Paul's way, to encourage him. And you know what? We serve a faithful God. We serve a good God. And He will always send help our way. He will always send someone to bring a good word, a glad word a word in season. I can remember, I think it was the year 1980. I was very discouraged about ministry. I was in transition. I had just resigned from a church that was kind of a good church, but there was trouble in the church. And I was very discouraged. And I said, guys, you know what? I have had enough. I'm going to, I'm going to go do something else. And I can remember, you know, one of the ways that uh, I relieve stress and tension is through exercise. Of course, you know, that should be secondary to praying and praising. But I went to a gym and I just kind of sat in the gym. That's what I do a lot of times. I'll go shoot baskets or just sit in a gym. And I sat there and I was feeling so down and so bad. But the Lord sent Russ and Cindy Kallenberg, pastors that were miles away, they sent them, they had heard what had happened. And I think Pastor Mac Hammond told them about it. and And they came all the way and they found where I was. And they started praying for me, and they started encouraging me. They spoke a word over me by tongues and interpretation. And I'll tell you what, my spirit man just stood up. I was down on the inside, but my inner man stood up. And there I was able then to stand up, hallelujah, physically, and I was able to look at my future with confidence and great expectation. See, the devil will tell you you're done, you're finished, you're no good, you're on your way out, you tried your best, but now you need to go do something else. And that word of encouragement, praise God, set me on a path. And not too long later, we made our way to the wonderful state of California, and we've been here about 41 years. Years. Amen. But once again, how did God do that? He sent someone to us. How did God encourage? Well, he sent Titus to help Paul and his people through his presence and through his words. And so God will enable you to empower others and to bring strength into people's lives. There's basically four types of people. There's those that are adders. There are those that are subtractors. There are those that are multipliers. And then there are those that are dividers. Maximize the adders and the multipliers in your life. Minimize the subtractors and the dividers. The subtractors and the dividers will take strength and hope out of you. And really can hurt you. But the adders and the multipliers will build you up and be a blessing to you amen from second corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 through 4 in the message translation it says, all praise. Can you lift up your voice and just praise God for a moment? Glory to God. I sense the power of God. I sense a spirit of strength and a spirit of encouragement in the house right now. Let's lift up our voice right now. Lord, we give you glory. We praise you, Lord. We praise you and we magnify your holy name tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Second Corinthians one, three, and four. All praise to God and the Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times. So what? Why? So that we can be there for that person just as God has been there for us. Listen friends, just as hurting people hurt people. Healed people bring healing to people. Found people help people find their answers. Free people, what they do is they bring freedom everywhere they are and they free people up. And comforted people comfort people. And so your presence and your words are either going to hurt or they're going to help. Either build up, folks, or just hush up. Oh, praise God. So we know that our words encourage or discourage. Encouragement is tied to hope. And hope is tied to our words I believe this that words are the greatest source of encouragement or discouragement. In Proverbs 18:29 it says words kill words give life they're either poison or fruit you choose. The right words at the right time are beautiful. A right word spoken in the right spirit at the right time can penetrate a person's isolation. Can drive out the darkness. And change their lives forever. The book of Proverbs says this in 12.25. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word makes it glad. Oh hallelujah. Good words can reroute someone's day so let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth pray for one another look for opportunities to be a blessing i want to pray about that right now praise god you've been seated for a while let's just all stand up and let's lift up our hands and lift up our voice and if you would Pray in the spirit with me just for a moment or two or pray in English, whatever you're comfortable with. Let's just take time for the spirit of the Lord to move in us and among us and through us. Glory to God oh yeah that's good I see it Lord I see it I see it hallelujah hallelujah you know that scripture in the word of God it says pray for one another that you may be healed well if you can pray for one another to be healed you can pray for one another to be strengthened You can pray for one another to be encouraged, amen? So I want you, if you would, just take time, just for a few moments tonight, you know, find a person next to you, put a hand on someone's shoulder. You know, get in a group of two or so or three, and let's pray for one another. Amen. I'll go ahead and lead you now. I'm waiting as you go ahead and find your way, find someone to pray with. Praise God. Oh, I tell you what, God's moving in this place. He's moving in this place. I know, you know, that this is something that's pre-recorded. I know that you're watching it on the screen, but I definitely not trying to hype anything up. I'm sensing and I'm feeling a spirit the spirit of the lord coming upon each and every one of you to bring forth a word of encouragement to bring forth a word of in season so father right now in the name of jesus we pray for one another we pray lord god for one another for those that need healing in the name of jesus be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet We pray right now for one another that those that need to be strengthened, we pray and ask that you will strengthen them in their heart, strengthen them in their soul, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray right now for one another, those that have been discomforted by the circumstance of life. We ask, Father, right now for the Comforter, the Bracosiste Procontredista Kala Nole, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to bring forth comfort into their lives, into their souls. Oh, affect them in such a way, Lord God, that it will even cause their stomachs, praise God, to sense... To sense a breakthrough, a freedom from that stress, a freedom from any indigestion, a freedom from any fear that has gnawed at their souls, gnawed even at their bodies. In Jesus' name. Oh reques! there it is right there. Lo Sara Maron de Beste Lafrocoste Panare Icotori Negladon de Ha ha ha, 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 ba, kish, te, amo, an, yo, lo, borro, brande, su, tu, le, brande, amandore, amandore, And we ask you also, sir, if you would like to lift up your hands with us right now, we're all going to lift a hand up and we're going to ask the Lord to use us, praise God, in the marketplace, to use us outside of these walls. Amen. Go ahead and pray this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we are asking... And we are joining our faith together in agreement. We are asking you, Lord, to open doors of utterance for us. Open doors of encouragement for us. Lead us by your Holy Spirit to those that have been downtrodden and to those that should be lifted. Help us to be a builder, a lifter and a blessing. <laughs> now put your hand over your heart and pray this me. Dear Lord, make my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. Anoint, I pray, my words. Anoint me, Lord, with burden removing and yoke destroying power with the creative power of your word. May the Spirit flow through me, and may the goodness of God abound. And let's just give Him praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We magnify You. We casore kapase indolabrede. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whoo! Glory to God. I'll tell you what. I've just been encouraged tonight. Just by opening up the Bible and sharing some good principles with you, I trust that you have been encouraged and I trust that you've learned some things and that you're going to be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer thereof. In Jesus' name, say with me, I am a doer. I am a doer. I'm a doer of the good word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord.